0: Need a quick hit of Marketing Smarts inspiration? Here it is. We have lifted portions of our Marketing Smarts episodes for those of you who need a quick jolt of marketing savviness right now. Refer to the description for how to find a longer form version. And with that, here it is.
1: Build a clear and easy to understand referral program. And so I'll take a run at this and then I'm sure you have some more to say and and some more examples here. But what we're saying here is, all right, you know your customer, you've done your homework, you know where they engage, you know what excites them. So now you wanna build the referral plan against those insights and learnings. And there's a few things that we recommend considering or watching out for rather as you do this. So. The first is don't make it too hard for them to engage, right? So too many steps to get to the incentive, which I've been on the receiving end of this, Mm -hmm. right? It's like refer five friends and I'm like, okay, great. And then it's like now there's three more gates after that to actually get whatever the reward was, right? That's not going to work. That made me angry and then I didn't want to refer anyone. Um, The second is it's a place where being transactional is actually helpful. And what we mean by that, because usually you don't hear us talk about transactional so often, but you've already talked about this a little bit, Raul, right? Which is sometimes monetary incentives are the thing. That's part of the transaction, Mm -hmm. right? But it's because you're building on something that you already learned based on an insight, based on a behavior that makes that the right thing to do. Then building them up as your ambassadors or people in the know so they feel proud to share with their friends. So I think your examples before were great about... Some of the products we're talking about, people may only purchase once or once over the course of many years, right? So you have to, those are tricky situations, probably the trickiest, because you want them to keep engaging with you and you want them to be putting those referrals out there. And I think the point of this episode is how do you capture those folks and do it with intention? So really making sure that there's a what's in it for them as you're doing this, especially if you're in one of those challenging situations where they've purchased and they're likely not to again. And then finally, and this is not surprising for anyone that listens to us, I'm the tone of voice police, so make sure your brand tone of voice is authentic. Don't make it all about the sale, of course, but make sure, this is one place where you do have to really insert yourself with intention, and that is make sure the experience that they've come to expect from you is the same when you get to the point of the referral. So again, it can be transactional in the what they get from you, but it shouldn't be that in terms of what they feel as a result of that. So you've got to make sure that they're still connecting with you on that very fundamental brand level in order to make this something that they want to talk about, pay forward, engage others, all of those types of things. What do you think Raul?
2: I actually thought about two examples of, of the kind of like the two items that you mentioned. So the first one, making it too hard for, for people to engage that's the the number one mistake that I see referral programs do um, is that I always say that, and I say this this during during demo calls with with merchants. It's you know offer something small but easy to achieve rather than a big reward that you're going to make your customers go through loopholes to be able to actually achieve it. I kind of hate calling them out, uh, but there's a company that I particularly love. I love the product it's called Transferwise. Now it's called Wise, and I've I've been using them for years, and they have. A, a referral program it's it's i guess b2b b2c I even mean, really depends on the type of business that or the type of you know user that uses the product but they, they can be both uh and they're not necessarily e-commerce because uh, they're they're focused on uh, international payments the referral program is exactly what you just mentioned you need to refer five friends and then each one of your friends need to transfer at least five hundred dollars in their first uh international transfer which is And again, it's a product that I love. They were revolutionary when they came out. I I was one of their first customers and I still am. And and I I love them, but they might not not realize that not, probably a lot of their users don't have friends that make international transactions regularly. You know, it's one thing to you be an user, but that that, that doesn't mean that everybody uh, or like, you know, most people that you know have kind of like that same need. So they're making it, Unnecessarily difficult for people to earn a reward when I'm referring people anyway um, to to the you know to to the company and I'm happy to do it but you know coming from referrals uh, it, it kind of hurts me it hurts me to see <laughs> that referral program in place because it's it's unnecessarily difficult uh, and then you you talked about kind of like being transactional I, I think there's a there's an interesting kind of like tangent to that which is and this is probably interesting for people who are listening. There are not in e commerce or more, probably in the B2B sector, um, which is not something that we personally touch in, in in referral candy, but I think this situation could definitely speak to them. When you are setting up a referral program on a B2B basis, you need to understand that the person who's making the referral and the person that might get the rewards are not the same person. Because I could be referring you to, you know, whatever CRM that I'm using, and then you will know, get a deal um, maybe on your first month or your first subscription or something like that. But if I get a subscription on, sorry, so if I get a discount on a subscription that I'm not paying for because my company is paying for it, I mean, sure, you know, it's always great to make your company save some money, but at the end of the day, you're not getting personally rewarded for it. So understanding who's the person that needs to get rewarded, uh, sometimes it, it's, it's surprising, but there's a lot of B2B referral programs out there that don't get that. Um, and there's a really good example of a product that I actually use, it's called uh, Pipe. I uh, sorry, Pipe Drive for, for CRM, and they understand this perfectly because they reward the person making the recommendation within the organization, and not necessarily you know whoever is actually you know paying for the bill uh, uh, at the end of the month. So they They understand that, and they they also understand that monetary rewards might not necessarily be you know something that people in the tech sector are necessarily interested in when it comes to making referrals. So instead, they give swag. So they give uh, maybe t-shirts and notebooks and and coffee mugs and stuff like that with a pipe drive uh, logo. So it works for them. It works really well because they were able to understand the rewards that actually speak to their users, um especially if you are, if you're a happy customer of PipeDrive, maybe you do want to have a coffee mug on your table on your on your desk that says PipeDrive in it, right? So, so the rewards speak to the the customer base, and then they understand perfectly that the person who's making the referral and the person that is receiving the reward are not necessarily the same, and they need to they need to separate that. And on top of all of this, uh, I would just say that something that makes a referral program successful and something. At the same time, one of the biggest mistakes that I see referral programs do is not promoting it enough. So, assuming that just because you told your customers once, they're going to remember it and they're going to go out and refer their friends, it's not enough. Uh, There's there's a lot of things that happen in our daily lives and we just forget. So it's it's important to keep kind of like a regular, uh, you know, set of touch points with your customers and whatever channel you're using uh, with them, but make sure they're being reminded about it. And on top of that, if you can build a community of customers and you can speak directly to them, then that's referral marketing
0: 2.0. Yeah, I mean, I think those are all really good points. And the one that uh, really struck me that I remember from one of my early, early clients is like trying to actually put a referral program in place is no easy task either. Like there's a lot to consider with regards to What's the value of the incentive versus what's the then line, the lifetime value of that customer that they're going to get as a result and how much can you put in there? And then how much are you going to get back in return? And was that due for the P and L? So I know like it, it's a very complicated thing to kind of think about from a business standpoint, which is why I think some of the companies have gone to actually systematizing that. So you like. In my day and age, you know, like way long ago, you had like the pampered chef parties and now yep. you have all these other parties, you know, that you, you can do in order to kind of actually incentivize people to sell that is a little bit more, regimented so that you can actually predict a little bit more about what that is going to be. And then there's like some element of expectation on the person that's actually selling. I'm sure you've seen it both ways. Is there a way that particularly works better for some businesses or like how do you help them figure out like how to structure the actual like referral program?
2: Again, each company is different. And so it it really has to be a matter of what what they're allowed to do uh, as well internally because especially when companies are big there's a lot of other departments that want to have a say in in the way that things are, are run especially when it touches something like like discounts which is something that can for some companies especially companies that are maybe in the in the luxury uh industry discounts or incentives uh it's something that they got to be careful about because they you know they can't really just go Crazy and offer, you know, 20, 30% discounts because that goes against their, the whole identity as a brand. So it's a little bit, it's a little bit tricky. I mean, we, like I said, we, we have a kind of like a, a rule of thumb of things that that you can do uh, or things that you need to keep in mind. Uh, but at the end of the day, if you know your customers, it shouldn't be too difficult to figure out what's exactly going to incentivize them to to go out and refer. Um, and again, kind of going back to the example of, the, of uh, if you're a company in the, in the luxury industry, obviously your customers are not going to be incentivized by cash for referring their friends. Right. Uh, your customers are not going to be incentivized by coupon codes because again, why are you going to give them a 15, 20% coupon code? You know, it's not going to be the, the determining factor of their next purchase, but they might be interested in being the first ones to know when you're new collection arrives or they might want something for free i mean why not right like getting getting some sort of like once you reach a certain level you get access to to something for free uh even if it's just like a small you know small kind of little thing it's just like a token of appreciation you know people react to that very well that kind of goes back to the example of pipe drive that i mentioned earlier you know are people going to refer their friends or refer other companies in exchange for a, a coffee mug and a, and a notebook yes You know, it might sound like it's, it might sound like it's, like it's a small reward, but it actually works. So people just feel appreciated. But again, that is, you know, if you're in the luxury industry now, if you are, let's say, a subscription box, then that's a totally different game. If you're on a subscription box and you have a product that your customers absolutely love, then go for discounts or give the first box for free. Uh, I've I've seen that many times. We actually have a um, a customer that sells t-shirts, and the way they sell these t-shirts on a, on a subscription basis is that every month they create a a new design, they release it that month, and then they never produce it again. So it's like every month it's like a, a limited edition t-shirt. Yep. They know their customers love that product. They're getting a t-shirt at the end of the day. They're getting a t-shirt every single month, but they know it's a different t-shirt. And it's kind of it feels like Christmas a little bit because they're mm-hmm. they're you know they don't know what it's gonna look like. Well, the referral program, if I remember correctly, is that the friend gets 50% off, 50 uh, on their first subscription. And the the customer that made the referral gets a box for free on the following month. Wow. Because yeah. they know that the retention is so high. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. subscription boxes are the best example of customer retention. It's literally, your customers literally give you your, their, their credit card and said, charge me and send me the package. I don't, you know, I don't need anything else, right? Um, so yeah, it's a little bit, and, on the other side of the spectrum, we have companies that are selling a product that customers are not going to buy anytime soon after they make the first purchase, which is kind of the examples that we that we mentioned earlier. So all of those need to figure it out, what kind of reward speak to my customers. But then the basics are pretty much the same. Remind your customers about the referral program. Don't let them forget about it. Uh, make sure that your customer experience is still great uh, because it, it could backfire as well I mean that's a basic but you know it's 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 good to to reinforce it but yeah each company is going to have its own little nuances that makes the referral programs uh, a little bit different
1: well and I think that that actually hits on our next one here which is create two-way interactions with your customers and so mm-hmm. you just said the idea of making sure that the other side is still good, right? You're still providing good customer service in total, not just focusing only on the referral side of the business. And I think you mentioned a couple of things that really pertain nicely to this one, like limited edition type things are always good. Um, Early access before anyone else can have it, right? I I think it was Louis Vuitton. For a while there, that was releasing a a limited number of some of these new designed Mm -hmm. bags. And you had, you know, you knew that person that had that bag was an insider if they had it, right? Because that was the only way that you got it. Um, and then I think step two, just just things because you've said a few times that small things can go a long way. And I think that that's really true if it's stuff that the people will really appreciate. So I think your point's well taken on if it's a coffee mug and a notebook, it's a coffee mug and a notebook. But it doesn't matter because you're customizing it quote-unquote, according to what this population of people who are your loyal fans are going to want or mm-hmm. be intrigued by or whatever. And I think that the one-on-one thing, as much as you can make it feel personalized by that, is really important to showing appreciation for these folks. Because when I think about people that are referrers, if that's a word, um, and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm one for sure, right? My big thing is feeling like I'm in the know enough that when someone comes and asks me about X, Y, and Z, right? Right now it's being a mom to young children that I'm going to have something to offer back to them. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like this, if it's first access to what's new or it's like I'm getting things that no one else can get quite yet or I'm getting rewards back that no one else is going to get unless they're part of the program, it's really just making sure that you're – continuing to build and preserve the relationship with the person that's making the referrals while you're also trying to get the referrals at the same time.
2: Yeah. And 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 also the way that unfortunately a lot of e-commerce brands approach the whole post-purchase experience, it's based on getting the second purchase as quickly as possible. And yes. so yes. as consumers, we've all probably seen, we've, we've probably experienced this. You go to a store, you buy a product. Uh, maybe you abandon the card so you get a coupon code to finish your your purchase great you finish your purchase you're now officially a first-time customer everything you hear from that moment on from the brand is it's basically discounts or promotions or coupon codes to get you to go back to your store and and, and buy from the from the brand again when you you just made a purchase you might make another one in the in the, in the future but you might not be ready yet so I've, I've seen so many brands that their post-purchase messaging is just that, um, that even running a referral program, just so you have another reason to talk to your customers, uh, that it's not necessarily encourage them to buy just for that. It's, it's probably a good, uh, uh kind of like a, a good reason already just to, just to be able to say, look, Hey, how was your experience? And again, it doesn't have to be necessarily, uh, to, to get them to refer their friends, but have some sort of post purchase path in which your customers are going through and they're at least least they're being listen and they're they're being you know you're you're kind of like asking for their experience maybe you're asking them to to leave a review or follow follow you know on social media or or, again or refer refer a, a friend but at least it's more kind of like a one-to-one conversation with a customer as personalized as it can be. Cause obviously we all understand that most of these, you know, everything that we get is it's, it's pretty much um, it's it's automated, but but you can still have a brand voice and you can still get your customers to hear about you. We, uh, we have a customer that's called uh, Baron Fig and they've been with us forever. Uh, they sell uh, productivity tools. So they sell, you know, notebooks and, and, you know, like stuff that you can basically use at work uh, to, you know, planners to organize your work in your life. Okay. If you go to their website, they have, um, and I'm hoping that by the time that this podcast is out, still, they'll still have it. But if you go to their website, they have <laughs> on, the, on the top navigation bar, they have a, a call to action that says get $10 or get $15 or something like that. And if you click there, you go to the referral program landing page and you can basically read about the referral program. They have something in that website that it's genius, in my opinion, which is they have a form so you can sign up as an advocate and get your referral link. But they also have a note from the team. So they, the team kind of like wrote just three paragraphs explaining why they're running a referral program. And it feels very, very honest. Um, one of the things that they, that they say is that, look, at the end of the day, we're a small company. So any help that we can get to grow our business, it's it's much appreciated. And we'll rather spend our money on, on you rather than on advertising. Like why would we spend money on Facebook ads when we can give it to our customers? So again, it's very simple. Uh, you know, once again, small things that go a long way. It's It's a very simple message, but customers get it. And if it happens that your customers maybe you're also entrepreneurs or small business owners are definitely going to understand what you're going through and they're you know and 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 i think a lot of times companies are trying to hide how big they actually how how small they are but you know being honest and say look we're actually a small team we're trying to you know grow this idea that can definitely help you resonate with a lot of people in your customer base that you probably didn't know about
0: yeah i love that i love that um the idea of being able to incentivize the help, because a lot of times, you know, when you ask for help, it feels kind of like a little philanthropic. Like you just want people, you know, you feel like it's just, you you just don't feel good doing it because you're like, "Well, well, help me please, but I don't have anything else to offer you in exchange. So it provides a nice like balance of like, I'm, if you help me, I'm going to you know, incentivize you or I'm going to help you as well. And it is true, like, you know, these small businesses, they need that. And this is a really good opportunity to kind of put that marketing, that word of mouth marketing into some some really strong action, I think, by uh, putting together that referral program, which is why I was asking you too about like, you know, the trial basis versus more and more mature basis. But, you know, th- this could really help um, it really nicely in the trial basis of trying to kind of generate a little bit of that news, a little bit of that um, the good testimonials and and all those things that you need in order to start kind of getting traction and let all the other marketing channels work for you as well. And the other thing I would say about this is like you also now start having a captive audience, right? So you have a captive audience you could use for consumer research. You can poll them. You can have them react to certain things that you want to put out there across the board and yes are they more inclined to your brand yes they're gonna be more inclined to your brand so if you're asking them hey you know do you like you know how tell us how good we are i mean yeah you're gonna get those testimonials but also you could say hey does this like if i did this or if i had this new product do you feel like this fits with the brand do you feel like this would be another offering that you would like and so you could start to kind of get some early consumer research for probably just about free um, yeah. in order to kind of see how your brand is going to scale, how your brand is going to build. And if you have that flexibility in order to be able to release these new things and, and how they might be received before you even actually have to do it. So it kind of helps you manage your risk a little bit, I think.
2: Two 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 points that you raised there that I totally agree with you. Uh, so actually the first one, it, it's, uh, I mean, it's it's true that a lot of brands don't know really how to approach the asking for a referral. It's uncomfortable. I, you know, I get that. Like, you know, it's, it's, you, 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 express it very well and say like, if I, it feels like I don't have anything else to offer to you. Right. Uh, I'm just literally just asking for, for a referral here, but something that uh, successful referral programs have been able to do it's okay, but don't, don't look at it as me asking for a referral. Think about what can you do for your friends? Like, look at this really yes. cool offer that you can give your friends. So, kind of going back to the example of the the t shirt business earlier, it's like you can give your friends fifty percent off on a t shirt. Like, they're gonna end up spending seven bucks on on a free on a on a not free, but like in a in a t shirt that they might like, and then they can continue um, staying in the uh, in the subscription program. But look at what you can do with your friends. That's something that uh, unfortunately it's not very common. But I've seen quite a few referral programs that get that and understand that customers. In a, lot of, in a lot of the cases, they're going to refer their friends just because they can do something for their friends rather f- for what they can get themselves. I've seen referral programs offering 70, 75% discounts to, to friends just because, first of all, they are very sure about their product and they know that once somebody buys for the first time, they'll, they'll be hooked. And second, because they know that referrals are happening no matter what. So an incentive like this, you know, it's going to go a long way. Also, if you have a bad product... Even if you have a really high reward for the advocate, they're still not going to refer you because who would, you know, refer a bad product to their friends and family for twenty or twenty-five dollars, right? But that's definitely something that I that I see uh, on a on a regular basis. Uh, that companies are trying to figure out a way of like asking for referrals without making it about themselves. That's the solution. Just turn it into what can you do for for other people.
1: Still need help in growing your marketing smarts? Contact us through our website, forthright-people.com.